This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally, Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Let's go, business storytellers. Hey, how's everyone doing? Welcome back to another episode here. Today, we want to talk about how every space has a story. And what's interesting about this topic to me, because I don't think about this too often. Well, that's correction. I think about this when a space just sucks. Can I say sucks on live TV? I don't know. Edit it out if you don't like it. But do you know what I'm saying? Like you go into a space, you go into a anything, any community, and it doesn't feel like it's it's doing anything, right? It's just like, yeah, like people didn't think about what they were putting together or they haven't updated it and made it, uh, you know, bring it up to current times. Um, missing the words there. So today's guest, I'm really excited to talk with Martha Weidman. She is the CEO and founder at Nine Dot Arts, based in Denver. They work on um, all kinds of spaces, and and that's where I stole the line from earlier. You know, every space has a story. Uh, definitely appreciate her team for supporting today's episode. And let's get Martha out of the green room here and on the show. Martha, thanks for joining us. Hi, Christoph. Happy to be here. So I actually did work in uh, for interiors and sources a while back, you know, um, and that was commercial spaces. And I, I learned so much about, you know, what goes into design and and whatnot. I'm not the expert by any any stretch of the imagination. So tell me about what goes into uh, creating a good story for a place. Well, you want to think first about history. What is the context of the place? And you want to think about community. Who are the people that are going to be there and be visiting? And then lastly, you want a little dash of imagination. What do you want people to feel when they are there? And so when you blend all of those things together, you can develop a really strong narrative that is displayed in a visual way. And that's where our firm 9.arts comes in. I mean, it, it sounds so simple, right? But so I, I was kind of snarky a little bit there at the beginning. And I said something about, you know, if I go into a place and it doesn't feel like anything or it just doesn't feel good, I mean, that's a story too, right? Or I don't know, maybe they haven't thought about it. So how do we how do we think about it? Like, how do we even start? And what's the, um, what's the story we're trying to tell? I mean, it's very different than me writing an article, right? I mean, I'm just, here are the details. Martha, right? Like, read my article, read the headlines, whatever it might be. Um, how does that work when it comes to a space? Well, when you think about a space, I like to make an association to another term that's used when you're building large-scale transit infrastructure. So when you're building transit infrastructure, think of trains, trains, planes, and automobiles. One of the problems that urbanists are always trying to solve is how do you get from the place that it will be your closest destination to your home? And that's called the last mile. So if you're taking a train somewhere, 
or if you are you know, staying in a hotel, how can the light rail, the bicycle, or any of these other vehicular modes of transit help you get that last mile so that you can use the transit system? Because if you don't account for the last mile, then the whole transit system doesn't matter because you need to be able to close that gap to make the whole circuit and the whole loop work. So you following me with that analogy? So with the last mile, think about art as being the last mile in creating an experiential space. So you're building the building or maybe you're working with existing infrastructure and you're creating a site plan, you're thinking about traffic flows, how people are gonna move through, what they're gonna feel and experience in each level and each place that they move through. And then at the end, they're gonna see some details or maybe even at the beginning, maybe it's one thing that captures them at the outset of seeing a new location or a new place, and then small details along the way that are entertaining, and even programs that change over time. So every time you come back, you can discover. And that is the last mile in the world of placemaking. And that's where art is can really shine and make a difference. It's the finishing touch that brings the whole place together. Very interesting. and. Um, so you talk a lot about art, you know, and, and so I was thinking in my head because I don't typically think about, I mean, I think about all kinds of things and I don't know that I put enough energy thinking about this topic day to day, but I'm thinking about like the Atlanta airport. I mean, I haven't been, I haven't been there in a while, but when I traveled, you know, I mean, they have a lot of stuff, art on the walls uh, when, just when you have to, you know, walk the two miles from one gate to another. Um, but it really gets you engaged, right? It, it gets you learning, it gets you looking, um, and, and it gives it a better feeling than, for example, um, when there's nothing, you know, when there's just a wall. And then, of course, in Chicago O'Hare, you have that long, long walk where it's just colors, right? So, I mean, they tell very different stories, but it, it sets the mood to how you should feel, I guess. Absolutely. And I, I love that installation that you referenced in Chicago. I will make that walk just so that I get to see the light tunnel. And if you think about some examples, right, to visualize what that means, um, airports are places where public art has become a tool to decrease stress and make your commute uh, more engaging, more enjoyable, and really help people feel a bit more calm and, and relaxed and step away a bit from perhaps the delay in your flight or whether your luggage has arrived. So it can often be a, a distraction and or a way to educate about the place where you are and the story behind it. I'll give another example of one of the projects that we worked on uh, called the Dairy Block here in Denver, Colorado. That project is an adaptive reuse, so it repurposes an entire block, including a former 1920 Windsor Dairy, as well as a firehouse, as well as what were vacant parking lots. And the new development created a micro district. So it's 250,000 square feet of office space, event space, meeting space. And then it also includes an independent 172 room Maven hotel. There's 392 underground parking spaces. And then it features the milk market, 
which is this artisan food and drink hall with restaurants, bars, coffee shops, an art gallery, and this enormous pedestrian alley that features murals, interactive art, music, maker shops that are activated most days of the year. And we worked with the developers on that project to curate this ongoing permanent exhibition, as well as features that are constantly rotating and changing. And in that project alone, there are 700 works of art created by local artists. That's fantastic. And that kind of actually leads me to my next question. I was gonna ask you, uh, either way, you talk about unique art a lot, right? So it's like, certainly I can go and buy the latest poster or I mean that's I know that's not art but you know what I mean I can buy whatever everybody else already has a version of but you talk about that uniqueness a lot right how do you have unique art and does that also mean like there's a local connection or like like how do you how do you figure out what that should be and, and, and who do you work with so in almost every project that we do. So we've worked in 35 different states and five different countries, and we work with over 10,000 artists from all over the world. And in everything that we do, we are looking to create authentic connections to the local community. So think about this from a marketing and branding standpoint. This is a way to build social capital for your brand, your place, and to draw people in. It's a tool for attracting talent. It's a tool for retention. It's a tool for engaging anyone who's going to be a part of the place that you're building and be a part of your brand. And if you think about you know, where we are now in this uh, struggle to kind of rebuild from pandemic devastation, creative, a creative approach is perhaps our most powerful tool for renewal. A cultural foundation can reinforce inclusivity, equity, and authentic, authenticity to the local community in a way that other things just can't. Well, and, I mean, it builds a connection too, right? When you have local mm -hmm. artists, now they're um, they're proud of their involvement. And of course, you know, I mean, I was just thinking about that the other day, I was gonna make a, a purchase and was going to buy from a national retailer. And then I was like, you know, I can just buy this from this local business right here. I mean, it's the same concept, right? You have basically, um, you can build that connection. I want to pull something up here, Martha, if I may. This is 9.arts.com. We'll share the URL in a minute, but I can only do so many things at once. <laughs> and so basically, this is the website right here, if you guys want to check that out. And what I like, I don't know what this picture even is. We did not uh, talk ahead of, ahead of time about this picture. But what I like, too, is it's not just like it seems very deliberate, right? There's space, we call that white space in, in design. I don't know if there's a term in design, but everything looks very much in place. It's telling a story, it's feeling connected. Um, I mean, is that talk about that concept a little bit. Yeah, so what you're seeing in the image here is a hotel renovation in Austin, Texas. So these existing niche areas that are inset were our blank canvas to work with in this particular location. And so to tie it all together, we're using a local artist who created these custom commissioned paintings. They're scaled appropriately to fit really nicely into those niche locations. And then of course, you can see the musicians represented. Can you name anyone who's uh, represented on the wall there of those musicians? 
Oh, I always, I never like when people give me a pop quiz. I mean, that looks like really, <laughs> really Nelson in the middle. Yeah, there you go. So I got that one. I don't know who that is on the left at all. So we've got Janis Joplin, Willie Nelson, uh, Beyonce, working with artists who are from Texas with a, uh, so you've got layers, right? You've got Texas musicians created by a Texas painter in a Texas hotel. So there are all these ways that the local community is being reinforced as this place for a cultural and creative hub of the world. And that was really the idea, right? How do we celebrate this creativity that Austin's putting out into the world? Well, there's a ton, and but not just in Austin. I think probably every city everywhere, um, you know, has some some kind of a story like that. Now, when do you typically? Who do you typically work with? Is it uh, cities or you know, bigger organizations, or how does that work? So we're typically working with developers who are trying to create a very unique place and a very unique space. And then sometimes we're hired by large scale companies who are trying to build a brand and want to create a positive social impact by supporting mm -hmm. local artists. So we'll work with big national accounts uh, with their executive team and their marketing team to create a storyline that can fit on a national level and really have a positive impact on the community. Fantastic. So, so when a when a brand or or whoever comes to you and says, you know, we want to, um, like, how do they determine that's what they want to do? Like, what's the tipping point? I mean, I know you mentioned the one thing, a brand wants to support local artists. I mean, that's that's one way to get started, right? What are some other ways for companies even to think or or whomever, uh, we need to. Um, infuse a little bit more art or, or have a story in our space here? Yeah, so when people approach us, the first thing that we do is we go through our visioning session and that's designed to uncover some of the, the truth and the authenticity of how we want the space to feel. So we're doing cultural research, we're looking at history, and then we're doing a futuristic study to understand what the what the discoveries are that we want people to have when they visit this space. So we go through our visioning session and then walk away from there with a roadmap that guides every decision there forward. And the second phase includes curation and research where we're taking the results of that visioning session, going out into the world, finding the best artists who are gonna be the right match for that project, and then linking the two. The third phase that we go through was art acquisition. We might be commissioning a large scale mural or an architectural style installation that's going to be a part of the building. And we're uh, shepherding that process from beginning to end. And then finally, the installation and engagement. And that's when everything culminates in this beautiful, you know, beautiful place that you've sometimes been spending years imagining. And it all kind of comes together at once. And then we offer ways to engage forward with that, which could include things like a book on the art collection or um, tours or, you know, figure drawing classes in the bar on Friday night. So it's a pretty wide swath of ways to engage just depending on the community and where the audience is. And you asked earlier about narrative. How do you build that? And what does it, what does it really look and feel like in some examples? And I can give you another one that might help to visualize how this comes together. 
For example, uh, one of the projects that we worked on was a boutique hotel in Savannah, Georgia called the Perry Lane Hotel. And at the Perry Lane Hotel, this is a new property being built to large scale you know, towers, but in a historic neighborhood. And unlike being on the Riverwalk, which is more of a touristy attraction, this is really a place where locals will come and locals will be a part of celebrating this new location with a restaurant, rooftop bar, hotel, event space. And so we really wanted to create this feeling of an antebellum home, of a place that had been there for ages and had kind of grown up and shifted with the neighborhood around it. So we uh, created a fictional muse named Adelaide Harcourt, who, as the story goes, uh, was part of a family of merchant traders. And so over time collected all of these European and Asian antiques, and then also uh, was a big supporter of the local arts community. So we worked with artists from SCAD, the Savannah College of Art and Design, to create custom pieces for the guest rooms, and also commissioned a number of local artists for some of the major installations. And then, of course, we wanted to have a contemporary vibe to it as well. So as the story goes, Adelaide went to study contemporary dance in New York, and during that time built out the collection of more contemporary and modern works. And so you'll see a very eclectic, worldly, intriguing, uh, you know, really um, engaging collection of objects, not only paintings, but small objects that are dispersed throughout the, the property. So every time you go, you can find something new, you can go around a corner, and create a, you know, find a little styled moment of discovery. So it's um, quite an intriguing space and was really uh, built out through the lens of the fictional muse that we created to guide the decisions for that project. I mean, what, what I love is when I can look something up when, when people talk about it, right? And I mean, the, the website is just unbelievable. All these details and pictures for, for the, this particular um, hotel. Now, um, as I said, I don't really travel that much anymore, but, you know, two years ago, 150,000 miles, I, I don't wear that as a badge of honor, uh, quite frankly, but, you know, in one year. And, you know, I wanted to be comfortable, you know, and I did pick my hotels based on, you know, where do I think I'm comfortable? And then, you know, brand does matter, I, I guess. Uh, but when you have a good design when you you know in a hotel i mean are travelers seeing that as a differentiator are they coming back and saying it's just i like how it feels to be there and they really don't know i assume why maybe they do but is that a differentiator for for hotels are hotels realizing that or or am i making that up absolutely it's a differentiator for multiple different industries it's a differentiator in hotels, it's a differentiator in apartments, it's a differentiator in commercial real estate and office spaces, it's a differentiator in an airport. I mean, the first thing that you described when we came on today were some of the things that you remembered and the things that you remembered about the airports were art installations. To me, that's fascinating, right? Because no one remembers the gate and the, you know, the seats and the uh, you know, bad coffee and <laughs> weird carpet that you had to sit through at an airport. But if you saw a really interesting art collection, that creates this moment of emotion. And that emotional response creates memory. And memories and emotions are what draw people to be repeat visitors and to tell their friends about something that they have to see because it's so unique. 
And that is where storytelling through art comes to life, is when your brand can be associated with something that is so completely unique and so completely of its own that nothing else can really capture it. And you can imagine the difference between staying in, you know, a, a typical extended stay hotel in anywhere America versus staying in somewhere that feels really special and different. And same goes with office spaces. Does it feel like your brand when you walk in or does it feel like you're just at any company anywhere? And that's the question that we really want people to think about is how are you displaying your brand in a visual and physical way that embodies the values that you say are important. And I assume that, I mean, it's a differentiator, right? Because if it's only about, if everybody is the same, then we're competing in pro on price, right? And that's certainly a race we can lose to the bottom, right? Because at some point we end up at zero. So definitely with you on that. Now, when you start with a client, how do they, uh, how do they visualize? How do you show them what it might look like? How, you know what I mean? Like it, sometimes I think it's really hard, even when I look at, you know, a diagram or something, I'm like, you know, am I really envisioning this correctly? Um, how do you get people to understand what it looks like and feel that story even before you start putting it together? Well, there are, you know, there are a number of different great visualization tools out there. So there are tools that you can use that help you actually render artwork into a space that isn't built yet. So that's quite a useful tool. You can go through a visual preference survey where it's more like a Rorschach test and you're determining how people respond to a variety of images and then you can do concept boards. We work with plans all the time. And you know, most of our clients who go through this process uh, have either been through it before, so they're accustomed to working in plans and renderings, um, or they're able to learn it as we go. Right now, rendering software is so, uh, it, it's come so far in the past 10 years, you can actually fly through buildings that don't exist. You can use AR, VR, and really get a very keen sense of the scale of objects and how they fit into the surrounding. Certainly true. Uh, technology has advanced so much. And I mean, you have done, I'm just looking at the map here a little bit. I'm, I'm snooping around. Uh, I mean, you guys have done projects all over the, the country, uh, including in Iowa, where I'm at. We're in Iowa. <laughs> that was in Des Moines. Okay. Little ways from me. So, how do people reach out to you, and, and and at what point should they? Like, who who is the perfect client that that should work with you? Yeah. So, if you are going through a renovation, or if you are looking to build a new place, or if you have an existing project that's even a downtown district, and you're trying to redefine what that district is, redefine the brand, redefine how people feel about a particular location, and you're looking to do that with a shift in the physical environment, that's the time to call us. In construction terminology or in design terminology, that would typically be around 60% schematic design uh, or 60% of plan complete, where you know the basics of how things are, the mass of how things are going to feel, but you haven't yet perhaps uh, finalized the details because we'll help you finish the fine tuning of lighting, blocking, backing, electrical, all of the things that will support a really well thought out art installation. So 
the earlier the better. And you can find us on LinkedIn. I'm Martha Weidman with 9.Arts. You can find me there. Also, check out our website. There's ways to get in touch with us on the contact page at 9.Arts.com. That's all spelled out, N-I-N-E-D-O-T-A-R-T-S.com. Very, very um, interesting, great stuff. And so, you know, in, in um, on your website, which I, it's a fantastic website. I mean, there are so many pictures on there and everything. You guys really should check that out. But you talk about anyone can sell you art, you create experiences. So I think what that means to an extent is like everything has to fit together, right? So you can't just go into, let's say Cedar Rapids, Iowa and say, hey, where's the artist scene? And like, just use anything anybody wants to give you, right? It has to kind of fit together. How do you maneuver that? Well, we are a, a team of people who have been academically trained in art selection. So most of us come from backgrounds in either creation or studies in art history. So that's our studio team and our creative team. So we've actually studied trends in design and art. And so we're very skilled at being able to find top talent in any region that we're working in because we know how to build things. We know how to make art and we studied it. So uh, that's where our expertise really shines is going into a new market and finding the best talent in that particular market to help tell your story. So we'll go through calls, we'll work with all the local artists. And what's really exciting is through that process, when we meet new artists in a new market, it gives them opportunities to come with us and grow with us into new regions as we expand. So it's a win-win and we love bringing the community in and supporting them through this visual language. It, very interesting to me. And I, I mean, I love everything I'm hearing, bringing in the local artists, telling a story through through their art, through, you know, through the design, through everything. Martha, it was great to have you on the show. Really appreciate you sharing your insights today and thanks for joining us. Thanks, Christoph. Great to be here. I appreciate your time. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win. Hello. Hi. Are you still there? I have a special offer for you. Thanks for listening all the way to the end. My going live book is now available on Amazon.com. And if you're in the United States, I'm happy to send you a signed copy, which you can order at paypal.me forward slash C-T-R-A-P-P-E, C-T-R-A-P-P-E forward slash 12. Thanks for your interest. If you're not in the United States, I can't send you a signed copy, but of course you can order on Amazon.com.